number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us on this Monday. Sunny Monday now. It's nice outside. Up in the uh, low 40s. I'm enjoying it. I'd like to see it get into the low 50s before the end of the day, that's for sure. Uh, I'm going to address everything that's going on over on the live stream because some of you people are just flat out crazy. Uh, first of all, I understand. Let me say this. Uh, I understand the points. Uh, Sean says, look, if you wait until after June 1st to get rid of Rogers, uh, then you can spread out that cap hit. And so you're not in a hurry to trade him away. Agreed. However, you don't get anything for him in this year's draft. So just an FYI. So keep that in mind. You don't you can't trade any you you can't trade Rodgers after June 1st and expect to get something in this year's draft. That would not happen. So just an FYI. You're right. You're 100% right about the salary cap issue. But um no, it's it's you're not going to wait until after the draft. You would like something in this year's draft. So it is what you're saying is technically true, but I don't think it's going to happen that way. Vern says, Goody's a dumbass and would probably have gotten rid of Rogers years ago. That's what a dumbass uh, that he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Bye-bye, Goody. He's getting his wish, and he will go down in history as a fool that wouldn't help the Packers just to prove Rogers was the boss. I'm trying to follow you, Vern. Um... It, no. I think it, there was a tipping point. If you look at it in reality, it's not that easy just to say we're throwing away, we're on, we're moving on. Because, Vern, you have to remember if you, the only reason you would get rid of what would be a guy coming off of back to back MVP performances is if you believe the guy that you have in the room is better than him. And nobody did, nobody does. And they were going to get roasted either way. If the Packers got rid of Aaron Rodgers and he goes on and has a great season somewhere else at that time, after coming off of back-to-back MVPs, then they would get roasted, especially if Jordan Love didn't live up to optimism. They're getting roasted now for not getting enough for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think a lot of people understand the situation. You just make the assumptions, and I don't think you understand the situation. Um, it, it, it's just kind of that simple. Um, so I, 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 I understand there's a passion on both sides of this. We should have, could have, would have. Well, there's nothing to say you'd be any better. Right? That's under the assumption that you were going to have more success or the same success moving forward. And that wasn't going to happen. Um, And then, obviously, this year it's, you know, Rodgers not happy that the team is, you know, shopping him or what have you. I mean, it is what it is. It just, you know. But crazy arguments going on over on the live stream. <laughs> so, we're, I mean, they're going all the way back to arguing over Mike Holmgren, which it was a completely different regime then. 
That's the that's the funniest thing about it. It was it was Ron Wolf, Mike Holmgren, Bob Harlan. It was a completely different regime. Andrew Brandt was in there as a capologist. None of those guys are here anymore. People are still arguing. <laughs> Just you talk about the here and the now. That's all you have to work with. You know what's done is done. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, go ahead and give us uh, give us a shout. You can be mad about whatever you want, all you want. You can be go all the way back to to some of the draft choices the Packers have made throughout history, right? You can be mad about all of that. Be mad about everybody they've taken. Be mad about Jamal Reynolds. Go back to that. Go. <laughs> you know. Oh man! Remember when they took Craig Newsom? First pick, first round draft choice, you know. People are mad about that. I'm still mad about Tony Mandrich. That was 1989. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> he was all roided up. Somebody should have checked his peas for God's sakes. Come on. Ah, oh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Andy listening to us in Madison. Andy, how you doing? Hey, Bill. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You um, bet. Admittedly, I'm not an expert on his contract, but but I had this crazy idea occur to me, and it kind of seems like Scooty is playing a three game or a three way game of chicken with Rodgers and the Jets, and and so I is there any scenario in your mind that this deal falls apart and then Rodgers is left flapping in the breeze without any team that wants him? And then he just says, screw it, I'm going to retire. And then we get to keep the money, and he rides off in the sunset, and then Goody comes out looking like a genius for keeping all the money. Is there any scenario like that that could happen? The only way that works is if, you would get, if, you, if you're not going to get anything, you're not going to get what you want, which a bird in a hand is better than nothing. But the only way that works is if you get Rodgers to retire after June 1st, and then you can spread that money out and the cap hit isn't nearly as bad against your team. So you have additional money maybe to go out and find somebody during the season. That's it. But, so yeah, or maybe pick up a June 1st cut down somewhere there. So even if he retires, he still gets to keep the money? No, but the the money that they owed him, anything that's owed to him in salary, in like a roster bonus or signing bonus, has to be paid to him. But he will then still count the, the close to forty million against the cap. But after June first, they have the ability to spread that out over two years. Gotcha. So, All right, thanks, Bill. Okay. All right, man. You the man. He drops off eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Find us. Give us a shout. Yeah, Rogers doesn't get all, all the money. He just uh, he uh, he gets wh- whatever is left of the guarantee he gets. But the the a hit against the cap is close to forty million dollars. And so, if Rogers retires after June first, then there's the ability to be able to spread that out over two years. That's all. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Find us. People still arguing about Jamal Reynolds, Justin Harrell. Come on, people. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. I don't care who you are. People are buried in stuff. 
Uh, this is from Mac Daddy, who says, uh, it's a shame that Marquette did not advance in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I also think that Rodgers is wrong for going on McAfee and airing his grievances. He looked like a fool. Um, okay, first of all, I, I do feel bad Marquette's not going anymore, that uh, they're done dancing. Um, but when it comes to looking like a fool, I think what what made what made Rogers what Rogers had to say on its face, I understand. It's the lack of follow up to give you more information, and that's why when he talks about I'm all transparent, that's great. You want to hear that from a player. I went into the darkness, and I was being honest. I was 90% ready to retire, and I came out, and I'm ready to play. That was being honest. You appreciate that side of it because Rogers, like he said in the Aubrey Marcus podcast, he's like, look, people always want me to talk. So I'm giving you a glimpse into me, and yet there's some things that either you don't understand or don't like, so you want to criticize it. That's fair. I understand that. But on the other hand, you've said things that have been – opposite of what you say now and since you don't really take hard-hitting follow-up questions to give us the in-depth insight it it becomes very difficult via the hypocrisy that that you're you're giving to say are you or are you not being fully transparent which is what you want like i've said when you went into the darkness and you were 90 percent Committed to retirement. Did the Packers know that? Word out of Green Bay is they've called you and texted you numerous times. A few times you've responded. So if you want full transparency and they're calling to talk to you, why do you not pick up the phone on the consistent? They they got a team to run. Do you not understand that? You want full transparency. They have certain amounts of money that they have to spend and things that they need to do with players they either want to keep or let go or pick up in free agency. All that is predicated upon maybe the team that's built around you or the new guy. Are you all in? Because the Packers seemingly, at the end of the season, wanted you back. Said, look, the words were, Aaron gives us the best chance to win. And I said it the, the, right there, that day that you got beat by the Detroit Lions. If you're, if you're in, you want to work with the young guys, you're ready to go, you want to come back, you, you're, you're all in on this, then come back. You're getting paid. So come back. What it seems to me happened was whatever little communication you had expressed to them, you're not all in. You're same old, same old, and same old, same old ain't going to cut it anymore. So they said, okay, let's start moving on. Or at the very least, we'll start picking up the phone when people call us. So when you say they were shopping you, were they picking up the phone and actively calling teams? Or the phone rang and they picked it up and Goody said, hey, you know, hello. And he said, hey, Woody Johnson here. Oh, hi, Woody, how you doing? What would it take to get Aaron Rodgers? Ah, we don't know, you know. That's not shopping you. That's picking up the phone. Answering a phone call. So when you say you want full transparency, they give us full transparency. That's why it makes him look bad. Is because the lack of follow-up, the lack of in-depth 
And if that's not there, one can only assume, maybe I'm wrong, but one can only assume that they already know the answer, which is the reason they're not asking the question. Because otherwise, it's going to make their cash cow, being Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, look bad. Therefore, he's not coming back on. Right? 877-867-1670. So I, I can see both sides of this. I really can. 877-867-1670. I got some emails to get to real real quick here. I got to get to this. Um, this one is from uh, this one's from Steve. Steve says, uh, hey, guys, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers ownership group, I am absolutely fine with not having a sole owner running down the hall screaming, go get this guy, go buy that guy, because it becomes a passion buy at that point. We've seen it happen too many times with too many crazy. Jerry Jones, for example, Daniel Snyder, and I can go on and on. Jimmy Haslam fell on his damn head and gave a guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson. A single owner doesn't always prove to be a great owner. It just proves that they've got more money. Uh, James says, isn't Mark Murphy like an owner? Well, he's the president. He's the team president, yes. And he doesn't have to run to the board with every decision. He has got the board's approval to run the team as he sees fit. If the board has an issue with it, they can say, hey, let's let's talk about this. But the board is more of a, how do I say this? The board has the fiduciary responsibility of looking at the business operations of the Green Bay Packers. That encompasses the product, which is the product on the field, and the business of the stadium, the stadium district, and everything around it to make sure that the Green Bay Packers are financially stable for years to come, not only this year, but for many years down the road, okay? And I'm not talking about just the payroll uh, for the team. I'm talking about the overall sustainability of the Green Bay Packers to live, thrive, and survive and remain in Green Bay. That's the board's responsibility, okay, ultimately. It's the business of football. That, that encompasses everything both on the field and off. So that's where they have more of a, here's where our stockholder plan is. That's where the board more becomes more assertive in that way, or at least listens more to, in that way. When it comes to the operation of whether or not to sign a contract for a particular player or not, no, that's, that's Gutekinst. And then he goes down the hall to Mark Murphy and says, hey, this is what I want to do. And Murphy mo- most likely goes, okay or no, you know. But it, it's a work. I mean, just like any team president, no general manager just does what he wants to do. There's a general manager, a team president, and an owner. And they all have a say in it. So I, you know, it, it's, it's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I have never heard Goody or Ron Wolf or Ted Thompson or anybody else, for that matter, running down the hall, talking to the, the president, the president then talking to the board, the board then getting together on votes and thumbs up and thumbs down. You know, it doesn't work like that. So yeah, in essence, Mark Murphy is kind of kind of the owner of the team. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We would love to hear from you. Hey, our buddy Scott over at uh, Homeside Financial, he is the guy that worked with me on my mortgage for the home that I sit in here today, and he was great. The best part about it is he was always available incredibly knowledgeable and right now especially in today's fluctuating market six and a half seven and a half percent depending on what it is look have you ever thought about maybe the old days of four and a half percent now i've piqued your interest right if you're thinking about selling if you're thinking about buying if you're thinking about refinancing ask about the two one buy down he's got a a great plan and maybe it suits you 
and get you a really good interest rate and get you more money on your dollar. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. Team Ellis, they can help you out. Again, get a hold of my buddy Scott Ellis. 414-791-7771. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue on. Uh, glad to have you. Um, this is from TMO. Says uh, the Packers are not in the catbird seat. It's the Jets. The Jets can wait until after the draft and therefore not give up anything for the to the Green Bay Packers for this season, and they can still hang on to the thirteenth pick. Um, yeah, um, you can wait. Uh, the 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 you know it, first of all, if you wait, if you're if you're the Jets, if you wait. You've gone pretty much all in for Aaron Rodgers, right? And you know that you've got other players that are sitting out there that you're looking at. You're looking at Cobb. You're looking at Mercedes Lewis. OBJ is now talking to numerous teams. So we know all that, right? You've already signed Alan Lazard. But you want Rodgers in the building. You can get Rodgers in the building in, in April. You want him in the building. You want him sitting down and working with the coaches. You want, to, want him talking to some of the new guys. You want all of this. If you go past the draft, the Packers have absolutely no incentive to get rid of him on a timely man, in a timely manner because then the Packers are like, look, we didn't get anything for him this year. We know we're going to get something for him next year, and we can divide that money up, and it's going to gain us some salary cap space. We're going to have to pay it anyway, but if we can divide it up, we'll do that. So we won't have to do anything until after June 1st, and then we're going to get what we want, and we're probably going to get more because if the Jets are successful as successful as they think they're going to be, that draft choice will go from 13, say, down to the late 20s or you know 30s, depending on how deep they go into the postseason. So that's going to become diminished. So the Packers are going to want more. You know? So the Jets want him done. They want him in now, and they, you know, you you want to get him on the same page, you want to get him going, and you want to get his commitment to the minicamps and OTAs. Uh, now for the Packers, the Packers want that draft choice. They want to get that done. That's it. They want to get that done. They want to get this deal done. They want to get him out of the house. If indeed all of this, if, the, if, if there's so much water now under the bridge that there is absolutely positively no looking back, which could possibly happen if you can't trade him away, then you've got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. But if, if that's where you're at, you want that draft choice. You want to get it done sooner rather than later. But if you're the Packers, you don't, you know, once it gets past the draft, you're waiting. You're going to wait until the deadline. Now, you can wait all the way through training camp to trade them if you're the Packers. 
you can wait all the way through training camp. It's not until game one of the regular season that all that money is guaranteed. That 58-something million dollars worth. So, you know, there's two sides to this. But if you're the Jets, you want to get it done soon. Both sides want to get it done sooner rather than later. It's who is willing to wait the longest. And the Packers, if they're not going to get the draft choice they want this year, they can wait until after June 1st. Because then at least it alleviates some of that cap hit to make a deal. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please, please go ahead. And uh, and give us a shout. Love to hear from you. Uh, let's go to our buddy Gerard. Gerard, welcome to the program, man. As always, what's happening? Oh, Bill, what a weekend! Talking to right? Jet fans. Try, they, they, look, look. The, the Jet fans are very emotional, ignorant fans. Where the Giants are more logical fans, to put it in proper perspective. First of all, their radio guys in New York are giving them bad information. Their writers, their Twitter guys are giving them bad information, not informing them. So this is what I've been doing all, you know, not all, but you know what I'm saying, back and forth mm-hmm. with these knuckleheads. This is the problem. I told them, listen to the Bill Michaels show. He will explain it to you. But if you explained it to them a hundred times, Bill, they still couldn't get it through their thick heads. Okay? <laughs> what? What? what I mean, it's impossible. It's impossible to deal with them. Okay, I keep saying no, no, no. If you keep Rogers, you got to you're going to take on a forty million dollar cap. No, it's already counted. He's with the team. He's not a free agent. Got to understand right. this. We keep going. I keep going over. So finally, I said, go to Bill Michaels, eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or go to Ken Ingalls' Twitter, and they'll explain it to you. Okay, if you're not going to take my word for it, because their guys on the radio are so just they're, I'm telling you, they're giving them this emotional nonsense. Now, here's what I would say. Rodgers and a third and a fifth, and I've been saying this. Rodgers, a third and a fifth for the Jets' 13th pick and more the wide receiver. That's it. Done. Period. That's a fair, that's a fair offer. Okay? I, think that's I don't know if I fair. want a third-round draft choice, though. That's a scary number yeah, for I'll, me I'll, right I'll, now. No, no, I'm giving them. I'm giving them Rodgers, oh, okay, okay, okay. third and a fifth. Rodgers, our third and a fifth to the Jets. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. What do you think? You think that's fair enough? I mean, logically, let's look at it. Let's look at it not emotionally. You think that's that's okay? A Rogers, a third, and a fifth for their first is what you're saying. And Elijah Moore. And Elijah Moore. Um. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I, I mean, do that. Do you think that's fair for both sides? That's what we're trying to look at. Oh, yeah, I don't think yeah. they would. I don't think they'd do it, but I do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, but you don't I do think that in a heartbeat. Uh, ben doesn't think they'd do it, huh? You don't think? I don't. I don't, don't think they want to give up Elijah Moore. No, I would agree with well, that. They don't, they I don't, don't think they throw him the ball. So, <laughs> right? You know, but, but Rogers might. God, why they're going to need Elijah Moore? They got the other two guys too. Because they don't throw the ball to Lazard in clutch positions either. No, he's there to block, Bill. <laughs> he's the block. You know, you know, now, right. now everybody's getting a goon shirt, a goon shirt in New York. This is their big thing. They're getting shirts with goon on it now because he's nicknamed the goon, mm-hmm. apparently. 
you know. So this is their big. I told you the Jet fans. You can't lie because I told you they're all emotional. You can't deal logically with them. You, you know. Yeah, what I'm it, so you it's uh, just some of the emails that I appreciate the phone calls always, George. Just some of the emails I've gotten are they're not crazy, but they're definitely a little off base. And there is the belief that well, if the Packers keep them, they're going to you know they're going to be over the salary cap. They're already under the salary. What, what people don't understand is you had to be under the salary cap with your current roster on the start of the new year, which means Aaron Rodgers is on their current roster. They're already under the salary cap, so it's not like if the Packers keep them suddenly. Oh my God, they're over the salary cap. No, they're where they're at right now is where they're at. Regardless, now what would benefit the Packers is, let's say the Jets are obstinate and they flat out won't deal and it goes until June 1st. Well, then the Packers are going to gain, what is it, like 20 million or something like that or 15 million uh, more of salary caps because you can spread that out over two years. I think it's like 15 and a half and 24 or something like that is the way it would go. But the Packers gain space. It actually... Financially, it benefits the Green Bay Packers to wait, but you then lose that draft choice this year. You see, so this whole thing about well, the Packers got to move; they they don't have any leverage. No, the Packers got all the leverage in the world. One is they're already under the cap. Two, they got two quarterbacks. Three, if they wait until after June first, they gain even more money under the cap because they can spread it out. Now, what they would lose is this year's draft choice. So that that's that's where it sits. If you really desperately want this year's draft choice, whatever that level may be, then you want to get the deal done. That's it. Yeah, Ben. I have uh, I had it in front of me. I'm trying to find it again. Like examples, like the some of the radio out there is trying to paint Mark Murphy as the big villain here. That are mm-hmm. that are saying that oh, people in Green Bay are going to Mark Murphy's house with pitchforks to to protest no. him trading Aaron Rodgers and things of that nature. I I need to find the clip again. I saw it last week. But there's, yeah, it's, that, it's that's weird. I don't think they have any understanding of, of what the mood is here, I would say, nor of the situation itself. The mood is that um, most fans don't know what they have in Jordan Love. They do know what they have in Aaron Rodgers and that there is a level of Rodgers fatigue. If Rodgers came today on the Pat McAfee show and said, I've thought about it. Uh, I love the Green Bay Packers. I love the fans. I love the organization. I want to come back. Most fans would say, then you got to bring the guy back. If he's all in and he believes he can win us a championship, people are going to say, let's do this. Because a lot of Packers fans believe that still, and Gutekinds has said it time and again, and he, if, if he'd take it back now, he'd look like a hypocrite and a liar. He has said, Aaron Rodgers gives us the best chance to win. So people want to win. If that means that they could win this year and win a championship, people would take it. You'd sacrifice two more years or three more years if you could win a championship this year. Most people would take that. So if he wanted to come back and he was all in, then so be it. But that's not what it is. And people have had this level of fatigue and people have looked at it and said, I'm just, I'm over it. We don't know what we have in in, in Jordan Love, but what we what we know we have in Aaron Rodgers is what people look at as arrogance, is what people look at as a difficult, complicated fella, a guy that 
seems to be a little bit full of hypocrisy and a guy that isn't all and fully committed to winning with the Green Bay Packers. Therefore, if you're not fully you know, in it to win it, then what are you doing? Then let's move on. That's what Packers fans are looking at. And, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. If, if Rodgers comes out of the darkness and says, I want to be a Green Bay Packer, I want to be here for the rest of my career, I'm not in it for one year, I'm in it for the next two years, I'm committed to this contract, I love the fans, I want to win it for all of you, I want to win it for all, you know, the guys that have been trying for, for the last, you know, 15 years to win not one, not two, but at least three different Super Bowls and such. And, you know, yeah, it, people are all in, they buy in. It just never worked out that way. There's too much BS ego involved for this to actually happen. So, therefore, just move on. That's the fatigue that's been sitting here for now months, two months, three months. Oh, but the Packers lost the enforcer. Who cares? That's what I'm going to start calling him. Right. The enforcer. Oh, yeah. Great. Has absolutely, yeah. Never mind. All right, let's do this. Uh, we've gone way into the woods. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. A lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. days, matter of fact, and terrific food on both sides, whether it's the Calderon Club, uh, which is some of the best Italian food you're ever going to have, whether it's the spaghetti and meatballs, the lasagna, or the Bill Michaels, which is the chicken marsala and the spicy sargina penny pasta uh, together. It's it's awesome. Or you go next door to San Giorgio, uh, and there's only so many of these authentic, certified VPN Napoletano pizzerias around, and we have one of them right here in our own backyard. There's only, I think, at the last count, there was like 60 of them in the in the in the country, and we have one, and it's right there, Old World Third Street, downtown Milwaukee. They're right next to one another. Uh, both places, fantastic to go into, and they pair it up with Cider Boys uh, from Point Brewing, either side. Uh, or or a good Peroni every now and then, but uh, I love the Cider Boys too. But uh, good stuff down there. Old World 3rd Street, 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, across the street from the Hyatt. So if you're heading downtown for anything, stop in and tell Gino and Robin and everybody, Alex, we all said hi, but uh, just I can't recommend it highly enough. If you're ever going to be downtown and you're looking for great Italian food, that is the place to go hands down. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Sixteen seventy. Um, so, in New York, on WFAN, they believe Aaron Rodgers will lift the curse that is the New York Jets' inability to get to and win a Super Bowl. Take a listen. Hi, listen. I'm a big time Jets fan, right? And yes. The only conspiracy theory that I'm going to talk about today is the fact that Aaron Rodgers needs to be our quarterback, psychedelics or not. The conspiracy theory that he needs to spell is that 
I'm a Jet fan, 50 years old. I've never seen a Super Bowl. I feel that Joe Namath, I am not a Joe Namath sympathizer, but that man sold his soul to the devil back in 1969. And that is the reason why the Jets have been a horrible football team for the last 54 years and haven't given me a Super Bowl. Now, personally, with the psychedelics part of it, I think that Aaron Rodgers, listen, everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is crazy for going on these psychedelic journeys, but... He's probably just trying to figure out something about, uh, you know, himself, you know, and it works for a lot of people. I also think that he's finding out how to combat the devil when he comes face to face with him once he walks into MetLife Stadium. <laughs> right, well, I was just going to say, you know, you know. If Holy crap. <laughs> just, he's going and doing the psychedelics so he can combat the devil. There you go. Aaron Rodgers face to face with Beelzebub. According to the Jets fans. Because of Joe Namath. Because of Joe Namath. The only good thing to ever happen to yeah. them. <laughs> right. Joe Namath sold his soul to the devil to give the Jets their only Super Bowl victory. And that's the reason they have not had one since. So you won one. You didn't mind if he sold his soul to the devil. But now because of such a long period of time of not being able to win one, Aaron Rodgers has to come back and uh, in some way, shape, or form um, appease the devil to allow the Jets to win again. Mm. Boy. I have a question. Yes, go ahead. I don't think it'll happen this offseason, so we'll have to go into the season. But over under the middle of October, we'll call it October 18th, over under Mm -hmm. that date, which might be week six or seven, I guess, how long it takes for the Jets to completely turn on him, fan-wise. Oh. Because I'm thinking, like, off-season, maybe not attendance as much, but it'll all be passed over because, you know, they have hope. But then once they take the field, face some good defenses, some good teams, maybe there's a couple rocky games. I would take yeah. November, I think. I, no, I would say November. Because they, as long as they have hope, they won't turn on him. As long as they have some type of hope. Because they'll always believe, much like Packers fans did for a long time, they'll always believe that he in some way, shape, or form can still make it work. And then they'll find out that it doesn't, and that's when they'll finally turn on him. You know, God forbid they miss this this postseason. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if they miss this postseason? Oof. I don't mean to wish downfall on anybody because I, I think it's interesting for, for the league in general, too, that if when Rodgers goes there. Don't want to wish downfall, but for the sake of content, that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, be nuts. It'd be nuts. I eight, will seven seven eight. Go ahead. I will listen to that station when this all happens often enough to tell you, Bill, when I hear the first caller asks them to bench Rodgers for Zach Wilson. Because <laughs> it'll happen. At some point, we're kind of uh, we're kind of thinking about that. That that might it might go in that direction. That he'll throw a couple of picks, or he'll hang on to the ball, or he'll you know. Not throw to a wide open receiver. He'll, you know, on third and two, two or three times during a game, he'll try to go downfield instead of just taking what the defense gives him. 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's when it'll happen. That's when it'll happen. Uh, let's go to John listening to us in Atlanta real quick. John, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, good, Bill. How are you? Good, man. What's happening? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm just going to throw this at you. I think he was on your show maybe a month or two ago. You were bringing out the fact that any one player that made over 13% of a team's salary, annual salary, yeah. never made it to a Super Bowl. So Not until uh, Patrick Mahomes did it. Uh, oh, he did? Over 13%? Pat, well, Pat, Patrick's, uh, Patrick Mahomes this year made 17% of his team's total salary, so he was the first one to ever <laughs> okay. do it. Okay, I guess that changes my whole point. <laughs> I guess it's a wrap. Um if I was to switch gears then, um, jumping over to the conversation about just bad bad picks over the last 20 years, you know, another reason why we never got to another bowl. Um, don't you put more, as much as they were bad picks, don't you put it more on who was, who was uh, you know, the coaches at the time, just lack of player development? I mean, they've always prided themselves in, Lake in player development. I put, I put as much, if not more, on, the, more on the, the organization than the actual player, honestly, all those bad draft picks. I think in other teams they may right. have flourished, maybe not. But I don't know. I, I, it's hard to just blame this guy, that guy, and you know these names that came out that were fairly solid in, in college, and they just kind of did nothing in the pros. I don't know. I, it's to me, it's hard to just throw it all on the player. I, I gotta say, I almost want to say it's more at seventy percent development as opposed to a player because they all have the same similar speed, same size, similar college experiences, same on a game. It's so much about player development. I think that's where you know organization. That's where they kind of wet the bed. That's why they never got back more than anything else. So I don't want to throw on Goody and, you know, as far as bad draft picks, it's not all on Goody. That's, that's called coaching. No, no. Honestly, I, 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 I look at – there's enough blame to go around. I completely agree with you. Appreciate the phone call. I completely agree with you. There's enough blame to go around. They, You know, at times they didn't go all in. At times it was bad playing the field. At times it was the lack of coaching. All you got to do is look at nothing more than, you know, the special teams a couple of years ago, how bad they were. Uh, there's plenty of different directions you can go as to the reason they didn't win. I'm not going to lay it all at Aaron Rodgers' feet. Wouldn't do that. Uh, uh-oh. Uh, oh, boy. This, this will make people go, yeah. Uh-oh. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Got some news for you when we come back. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino reminding you that uh, they are open. They've got the, the new Asian restaurant. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, it's open. They just reopened it. Uh, the uh, Dream Dance Steakhouse is now back open. The sports bar is open. Uh, they are. Uh, the Northern Lights Theater is being uh, completely redone. It's become a sports. It's going to become a sports book here at the end of the year. <laughs> but 360 Bar is open. Gaming is open. Bingo is back. All that kind of stuff. It's all at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to uh, PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Maybe the next time I do this, I'll know what the hell the name of the place is before uh, before I try to say it. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, how about this? Big news. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. They're all going to California. They're going to start working out with Jordan Love. How about that? There's a novel idea. Get together. 
talk to each other, a little dinner, work out together. Get the bromance going, right? Who knew? Who knew? All getting together. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Joe Arrigo, who is uh, the co-founder and VP of Franchise Sports Media, also working out in Vegas. Uh, He is... Uh, reporting that uh, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, all heading out to meet with Jordan Love out in California. And uh, they're going to start trying to get their timing down. Um, and this is according to Armed and Dangerous QB. Uh, it's quarterbacks, wide receivers, uh, all for the future. It, it's um, it's, it's Jordan Love's academy. quarterbacks coach. Yeah, it's, it's Jordan Love's quarterbacks coach. And the guy that uh, is going to work with him this offseason. So they're all heading out to work with him. He was who was posting videos of love throwing a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So. What an idea. Which, That's cool. Uh, now, I don't know if it's going to relate to to wins or it's going to correlate to being that much better. I'll, I'll say this, though. As I've said before, doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Scott says, well, it doesn't matter. Joe Barry is still the defensive coordinator. Doesn't hurt. Take it, right? Take it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Again, doesn't hurt. Yeah, right? Gerard says, you mean Cobby's not going to be out there to coach him up? No, Cobby's not going to be there. Cobby's not going to be there. He is firmly entrenched in Camp Rogers, which is fine. I don't mind that at all. But just thought I'd bring that up. Thought we'd show it to you. There you go. Um, let's go back to the phone calls. Let's talk to Jason listening to us in Eau Claire. Jason, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey. First time I've yeah. ever called into one of these yeah. shows, but this Aaron Rodgers debacle has – I just got to – I, I want to – Get your take on two points. Okay. One is I'm tired of listening to the Packers being vilified because they're asking for too much when a couple of weeks ago the only great quarterback the Jets ever had was, oh, unretire my number, we'll do whatever it takes. And their owner said he would gladly trade two first-round draft picks to get Aaron Rodgers. And now everybody thinks the Packers are being greedy if they even want to take you know, one pick, one first-round mm-hmm. pick. Right. My my second my second point is this: they talk about who has leverage. Well, the Jets have gone all in. They signed Alan Lazard. They they're talking about how many primetime games they're going to get. They're uh, talking about uh, their fans are all excited. So they're pretty much all in on this. The Packers, on the other hand, and this is maybe a different take, but what if the Packers sit back and say, hey? We're going with Jordan Love, but we don't really don't know what we've got. If we trade colors this year to the cap hit, but if we keep them, it's thirty-one million. And this league is a right now league, so we're this year they save nine million dollars if they don't trade them, so they can afford to sit back and say, "Hey, we're going to go all in on on Jordan Love, but but Aaron, if we haven't traded you, you're going to be here." 
and you're going to have to back up Jordan Love. Now, there is no way after Aaron Rodgers went on national media and talked about his intentions to go to the Jets that he's, his ego is ever going to let him back up Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. So I feel the Packers have the leverage, but I just wanted to get your take on those two points. No, I, I completely agree. I think the Packers have the leverage. Uh, I, not all of it. I mean, certainly there's a limit to it, and the Packers understand that. Look, I, I've said before, I say again, it, it's all going to get worked out. They will, Aaron Rodgers will be under center for the New York Jets uh, this season. You know, so I no doubt about it. I, I But I for those that say the Jets have all the leverage, no, they don't. Both teams have leverage in their own right. just depends on which side of um, the deadline, if you will, you want to look to and what your want is. But they'll get it done. I have a feeling they'll get it done um, next couple of weeks, something like that. We'll hear, we'll hear something happening. Another hour yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show next.